0: You're ready to be premature wow, all over again. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow, That's, that's quick, impressive. Quick, right? quick read yeah. Last night was Ramos, Jizz, a Jizz.
2: Yeah, forty.
1: Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn it, you're killing me. <laughs>
2: My SEAL Team Six went to SEAL Team Twelve. <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. The, the you get, get better. better. Well, I don't it's know what's worse—you're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You <laughs> sit around
2: and drink and solve the world's
3: problems, right? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is, as I always say, a new week and a new topic. The Four Horsemen are in the house. We are here in the studio. We're excited. We're looking forward to this one. Uh, this is going to be kind of a follow up to what we've done earlier. If you've paid attention, we we very recently had the John Wick Four discussion, and it was basically a. There's no discussion. To be there, you had. go. Uh, it, it was it, it was really a two sided conversation that Mac and I got to sit back and watch and enjoy and listen to Grinch and and Haas discuss point counterpoint based on john wick for was it or was it not a good movie and so we thought a good follow-up and and grinch brought this to the table no you know what i'm gonna wait because i feel like i'm max said don't blow your load too early and i feel like if i don't want to give it away too right now so gentlemen how's everybody doing
2: good good good,
3: good. Yeah. what Better if you had to john give wick yourself four. a rating grinch what would your mm. rating be today mm. like a 7.5 7.5 Haas. what about you I'm
1: hanging out with you you sexy bitches. I'm 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 a nine. You're I'm like a, a 10 solid plus. fucking nine. So, okay. when when I'm, three, I'm ha- no, 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 when you don't ha- get a backtrack. You said 7.5. I did.
3: I did. When it I'm was- hanging
1: out with you gentlemen and drinking booze and shooting the shit, I'm a it's solid a solid nine. nine. Okay. Solid nine. That's the base level.
3: All right, Mac, what about you? Oh, cool. I like it. That's good. Yeah,
0: I'm like a ninety-eight on, on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> oh, nice. Look at him. He went with <laughs> I, full I wanted to be 98. different So that, so that That's we, you know, kind of ease into, you know metrics yeah, here yeah, and yeah, how
2: they're all different your rating and then we can get our meta score
3: that's it that's it look i'm happy you guys are here thank you so how much are for you? being here oh solid 10, solid 10. Nice. yeah we're not going back but it year. goes to 11
0: <laughs> <laughs> friday
2: nights
3: look look 7.5 shut after Shuts drink two and three <laughs> yeah uh, I, I'm the I'm rating will go up down. the rating will go up as the show goes on but uh look i'm happy you, are, you guys are here let's jump into our drinks uh, who would like to go first anyone i'm gonna leave it up to the group i'll go Oh look at you. He's going. Okie doke. All right. So I am having a drink called the Greyhound, which I don't I do know what it is. I looked it up Yeah. There, I, I, I came across it.
2: Really? Yeah. Oh, now see, I, I told you our menses are sinking. <laughs> they
3: are. <laughs> <laughs> Max getting uh, jealous, so we should. No, stop. I'm I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed. You can you can come join me, sorority. Okay. <laughs> come come come
1: load up Call of Duty, grab you one of those white claws and dive in with them. Mm-hmm. It's a That's grapefruit right. white claw. That's yeah. it. You can hop in with them. Yep. So it's still downloading.
0: The
2: uh, the Greyhound uh, the first written instance of the drink uh, appeared in Harper's Bazaar in 1945. Uh, it's named after the bus company. the uh, The drink was popular in Greyhound run restaurants called post houses, which were first introduced in 1937. Uh, but it's basically vodka, uh, you know, grapefruit juice and a lime or or a lemon actually. I used a lime we didn't have any lemons and i like a little more sweetness or so after i tried it i thought it was a little tart um plus i'm not a big vodka guy so i had a refresher pineapple refresher from uh, starbucks and uh topped it with that so i've got some pineapple chunks going on so it's it's a twist on the on the great
3: greyhound mr grinch's greyhound that's right i greyhound. i'm not I, I am not looking forward or i'm not trying to drum up any business for the the money suck that is starbucks but what is a pineapple refresher
2: pineapple flavored water
3: that's um, which it coincidentally um
2: with lots of sugar in it uh not too much but
0: uh,
2: starbucks actually just changed the price point for when people order it without ice because you're technically getting more drink so now if you come in and order it without ice it's a dollar oh for fuck's sake that's bullshit because people were abusing it they're getting almost twice the drink by not having ice so, so i mean it makes sense
0: if i go somewhere i you know typically we'll you know if i'm going to purchase a beverage i'd do it without ice just for that exact reason <clears throat> i wonder if that'll be a trend
2: yeah otherwise it's Let's literally i it. mean imagine hearing imagine. something's a pineapple refresher and it's you know
3: water-based Water pineapple, pineapple flavored with okay. stuff whatever well, I, hey. I wasn't trying to get sidetracked i just i don't do a starbucks so i never heard of it so i was curious
0: okay I, I'm, so, I'm gonna sidetrack us here for just a minute because because i do Question. So, so you mentioned it was named after the, the bus line, um, and, and possibly Haas outside of this uh, being overseas. Has anybody actually like ever ridden a Greyhound bus anywhere?
1: Yes, I have actually. Um, when Scruffy Gomez graduated or was supposed to graduate from Air Force Basic Training, I took Greyhound bus um, all the way out to Texas.
0: I, is it as questionable as I think that it is in my head? <laughs> I mean, I'm a hundred percent.
1: I, I didn't have any issues. But there there is a, a, a rainbow flavor of characters on any given Greyhound bus um, based on my personal experience. And it was funny because I, I flew or I, I rode out to um, San Antonio. Is it San Antonio or Houston? Houston, right? And then um, the redheaded stepchild, uh, Mr. Robinson met me there and then we rode the bus up to San Antonio where I think I think it was Houston to San Antonio but um, it was, I, I mean, I slept a lot and read a lot but uh, I could see, I, I could see why it gets portrayed in a certain light
2: for sure. <laughs> the babies are just being born left and right in the back. <laughs> uh, I,
1: yeah,
0: I mean <laughs> I just, I wonder if it's one of those things that, you know, I feel like it's one of those things I should do at least once in my lifetime, just to say I've done it. Haas wakes but, up and he's worries like, me.
3: what's that salty I, I, taste in my mouth?
0: Haas
1: yeah, yeah. Right? No, <laughs> wakes up and was like, why is my side hurt? Where did my kidneys go?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, He's got a dick drawn on the side of his uh, I, face. And it I, was traced. I can
1: see why when, we, when, when the U.S. <laughs> like, moved like. away from, uh, from train travel, I can see. And, you know, when FDR implemented the highway system for the military to move stuff and that grew, I can see why bus transportation came the way. Um, but it's fascinating. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. It the, that's I another mean... one
0: I think I'd like to do as a train.
1: Oh, no, see,
0: I think that would be fun. I,
1: I love traveling a train over here. It's like our favorite way to get around. Like, we yeah. prefer well, like it's a little bit different there, right? Yeah, because
3: when you look out the yeah. window, there's shit to look at over there.
1: Well, there is that, and it's All right. fairly nice. All right, yeah. let's lock it in. Let's lock yeah, it it in. get back to it. Yeah, but I'm not but yes, me. Greyhound traveling is an adventure in and of itself. And but I
3: drink a I, Greyhound I, before getting on.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend the... taking like young children and a cranky wife, you know, or, you know, yeah, no, a strong out one. I would say go maybe by yourself with a buddy just for the the, the adventure for protection. It. Yeah. 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 Well, yes. Safety in numbers, always the buddy system.
3: Sab- a good idea. Uh, yeah. Look, if you're traveling anywhere by public transportation, it's just a good rule. Don't take a wife or small fucking children.
1: Right. On yeah. a
3: plane, on a bus, nice. on a train. Nobody wants to deal with your shit. Yep. Let's move All on. Of that. Yep. The Greyhound. Thanks for that, Grinch. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Mac, what about you, brother? You're clearly not drinking a Greyhound. Never even been on a Greyhound bus. What'd you bring to the table?
0: Uh, I brought, um, it is, and I put it in the, in the wrong cup because obviously you can't see it. It is just uh, a distillery, uh, Bananas Foster's rum, uh, drizzled with a little bit of chocolate in it.
1: The man said um, drizzled. So
0: it's drizzled. Mm-hmm.
3: So just Bananas Foster's rum just and chocolate syrup? He chocolate syrup, drizzled. Yeah. Uh
0: A little okay. Giardelli chocolate syrup.
3: Oh, look Ooh, at your big baller! Fancy motherfucker. I'm fucking pretentious.
0: Look at this motherfucker! Right. Right. Fancy. I didn't make my own chocolate syrup. Like, somebody how do I know? Done. Oh, so that, that that
3: would be pretentious. Because
0: I just told you what the name of it was. Check ass
3: <laughs> <laughs> means fuck all to me. Uh, all right. So, what are we calling this? Banana Foster's with chocolate. Banana
0: Foster's rum. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All
3: right. Uh, I'll go next, is what? Because you know, in my view, we're going around the circle, so I'll go next. Well, we're talking about um stuff. And because I always do something related to the stuff we talk about, or at least I try to, I am doing because I haven't had it, but because of last night's haul, I got the botanist gin and I want to do a gin based drink. Wow. Uh, I am doing a French 75. Wow. It's wow. a variation of the French 75. And look, we were together in North Carolina. You bought botanist, I didn't try it. And I was disappointed I didn't try it. So when it was there last night and I got it, I was like, I'm gonna try this because you know, I'm tired of hearing Haas talk about how wonderful it is. And so I was like, I'm gonna give it a shot. So I made a French 75, which is made famous in the movie Casablanca, but I did a variation because I added plum liqueur, which is something else I also got last night. And they said you can add liqueurs to make it fruity, give it a different flavor, a different flair. So it is basically the gin, lemon juice, uh, simple syrup mix. That is a French 75 base. I added in one ounce of the plum liqueur, shook it up, poured it in a glass, and then you top it with champagne. And that's what I made is a... Plum seventy
2: five.
3: Yeah. I like it. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's what I did, and it's actually I like the plum. Fl- anybody here like plums? No. give a shit about plums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm I like plums.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: take them, leave them. So you, you you mentioned the hall. What what are you referring to?
3: <clears throat> oh, I sent the picture. You, yeah, I know you saw, a motherfucker, didn't you?
0: Well, I saw it, but, you know, there's a whole shitload of people that are listening because this isn't a visual medium. I can't. You're right. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't
3: have time. Look, it was 33 bottles of alcohol. Do you literally want me to list all 33? No, but at
0: least say, oh, hey, I won this.
3: Last I night won, in an auction,
0: and I got X number of bottles. I
3: won $900 worth of alcohol last night at a silent auction, and in that ranged everything from gin to vodkas to tequilas to mezcal. Grinch, I've got that for you. I'll make sure you get a bottle. Thank you. Uh, a, a myriad of different liqueurs. Uh, also for you, Jägermeister, because I know you guys are super excited. So next time we get together, Jägermeister nice. shots all around. Uh, and it was all contained in this very – oh, I'm sorry. There were white clothes. And and it's and all,
0: what's the saying? When you're drinking claws, there ain't no
2: law.
3: No laws, right? <laughs> and it was all housed in this very nice uh, beach. I, I would love to hear that defense wagon. in front of a judge, by the way. <laughs> Just <laughs> Sorry. to see, I, I think uh,
0: I think if you were willing to stand up and say that in front of a judge, he might actually get hey, you off. You he's know like, what
2: okay. Haas did to get off to get out of that oh. that charge?
3: That's I mean, true. That's he was true. was a shirt right.
2: that said "fuck the police."
3: Haas uh, yeah. for you. That did have Angel's Envy Grinch. had had a handle of Jim Beam. Uh, so yeah, it did come, like I said, 33 bottles of alcohol from uh, everything from rum to vodka, whatever. And so, yeah, got it, nice. brought it home last night. So I'm clearly not lacking for alcohol from this point forward. My wife's like, no, I guess you just need mixers. And I'm like, you know, it get, get on that. Yeah. So that, that, so I decided I'm using, it's a Hungarian plum liqueur. I can't even pronounce the fucking name. None of the bottles in English. You can't read it, but I was just like, okay, that's, that's cool. That's yeah. Um, so that's what I'm having: the French seventy-five with plum liqueur, just to give it. A Would little you send kick. me
1: a picture of that? Of what? Of the of the plum the liqueur. Bottle.
3: I absolutely, oh, yeah. and I have two bottles of it. Uh, I have one bottle; it's a plum liqueur, and one is a plum brandy, both by the same Hungarian company.
1: Yeah, send me send me a picture. There's there's quite a few people we know from Hungary here that are, okay. uh, and they're they're big drinkers. Like one of their one of the biggest, like well, that in the Czech Republic are they're huge, huge. I mean they, they're. <laughs> They drink more than Americans. They're, yeah, they're going to see
0: that. The they're going to be like, thing. you know, that that's the Budweiser of
3: Hungary, uh, right? Of uh, liqueur.
0: Right? <laughs> it's like $2 here. They've um,
3: been distilling it since like 1745 or some shit, this company. Wow. So been around. All right. So that's what I'm doing. Haas, what about you, brother? What are you having? Because we're running well, long.
1: But Budweiser was originally from Hungary. So...
3: Where are hung you you? You? There you <laughs> go.
1: Anyway... Um, uh, I am doing a whiskey sour, but I did a little bit different. Uh, I realized that I had three bottles of egg white simple syrup. So, and I like the frothiness of the of the egg white uh, simple syrup. Um, yeah, you do. And I was kind of I was kind of thinking about doing a um, a Ramos uh, gin fizz. It is Ramos jizz? <laughs> I, had to, I had to. I had nope, nope, nope. I said it in my head first. you <laughs> know sure I got pause.
2: it right. Yeah. <laughs> That speech um, pattern slowed down for sure.
1: <laughs> but but I, I also had an unop- unopened bottle Bullet. So I was just like, well, fuck it. I'll just do that. And so that's what I did. I did a whiskey sour with Bullet and uh, and uh, egg white and simple syrup.
3: There you so go. I just, yep. I just sent you a, a screenshot of what the bottle looks like.
1: Okay.
3: Uh, so that's See the plum liqueur that is in my drink. Oh, cool. Thank All you right, sir. gentlemen. Well, Glad I appreciate it. Keister
1: that. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, buddy. Ooh, this would starts be starts easy. One. That would be a fun one. To keister, look at that.
3: Starts easy gets that a would, lot dude, harder. That it. you,
1: you could. Yes, you Six levels
3: just of throw,
0: difficulty. You, as could, you,
1: you just swing wall. the hips back and forth and get a nice little <laughs> massage, <a> little prostate <laughs> massage. Bro. Okay, moving on. Uh, cheers,
3: gentlemen. Let's move yeah, this thing along. As Ross said, let's get to work. So now I can dive back into what our episode is about. So you know we talked about the John Wick movie and it was a back and forth, good or bad. So then Grinch came out with, well, what's a solid predictor of a of of what determines quality of movies and TV? We have a rating system, Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb has a rating system, and then obviously the other side of that is the box office, how much money a movie pulls in. And for decades, a century of movie making, like that's one of the things. What's your budget? What's the box office? What's the difference? Did you make money or not? And so the question kind of came up that way: Are ratings and box office draw a accurate predictor of the quality of a movie? And so that's what we wanted to talk about. Because as I said, you know, Grinch has has wasted no effort in spamming us with John Wick four reviews, and they're all positive. It's a feeble attempt, bro. <clears> Once <throat> they see the movie,
1: your battleship was so, sunk.
3: So we thought we would talk about movies and 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 shows in general in terms of the rating system and now tv is a little different there is no box office draw there but uh they you know we have the nielsen ratings and things like that things that they they use to qualify and quantify viewership of of movie or uh, tv series but there is no there is no rating system uh, do they do rating systems as rotten tomato metacritic do they rate tv shows I, I honestly don't so, know. Yeah. Oh, do that. Uh, I want to say yes. Actually. Oh, okay. Well, then yeah, I, I was going to say, do they
0: really yeah. even use the the Nielsen um, rating system, system anymore? anymore? You know, when do. you're talking about streaming. I mean, uh, obviously for for network television, I think they uh, still uh, do. Right. But I mean,
3: even yeah, there, it's, because it's based off how many people
0: right. watch at a specific time, and with you know,
3: streaming. That's streaming. Not as accurate. And, well,
0: not only that, just you know, DVR, TiVo, all that
3: stuff. Right,
0: I think kind of skewed those numbers at some point.
3: Now, obviously we can also dive into not necessary to absolutely do this, but we also have to look the last two, three years with COVID people weren't going to theater. So box offices, you know, they kind of took a hit in terms of the draw that they were able to get and the impact that that made. And so they had to find other revenue streams in terms of going straight to streaming or contractually obligating themselves to like an HBO or a Netflix and releasing movies that way, because they knew they weren't going to get viewership in a theater like they used to historically.
1: Sorry, t- two two house cleaning things real quick before we get completely dive it. Number one, missed both of you guys very much last week. So glad you're both back.
3: Seriously, sincerely. No, we didn't. Sincerely. Like, no, didn't. Why are you lying? Don't lie. <laughs> well, because I did. Yeah, I missed them both.
1: It's it's I feel like it's, I'm getting
3: buttered up. I mean, I was no, no I think not at all. I mean, maybe maybe coming. a
1: little bit because that's that's how I like to do it. But but it's still true, it doesn't make any less true. Believe and me, and the second thing enter, is, is uh... you're gonna
3: want that butter. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, bro, trust me, when it's moist and buttery, you're not saying no. Uh the second and more important and serious thing to say, real quick, is happy Mother's Day to all the mothers uh, out there uh we we love them all um uh, the ones that, that were married yeah. to, Do we? the ones yeah <laughs> well i mean agreed the the various forms of mother th- there are ones that, that that are applicable to happy mother's day for every one of us
3: there are some cunty moms mm-hmm. out there you're right but, and they deserve somebody's have, love you know, it just won't be mine nothing
0: but dogs and cats are not mothers no matter what the fuck they say
3: even if they disagree, maybe we should have that <clears> debate is <throat> having pets i would disagree well too. uh
2: right. i i will say uh mm-hmm. on that note uh we do have an episode dedicated to holidays and Hallmark bullshit right. out there. So Mother's Day is one
3: hundred percent. We're Mother's not going to rehash it here,
2: is
1: what we're no. just saying? No, yeah. no, but but I am saying, <clears throat> mad props to the moms, the ones that you know have have continually supported us and there we go, ra- ra- raised our kids and whatnot.
3: I, wish I just did want to be would i would have been remiss if hadn't said something okay yeah, well i'm well. glad you got that out of the way it's because Thank you have you. no argument for movies john wick 4 is still a badass movie you got nothing so you're trying to pivot i, I, I that's think fine. we
1: know if we go back to that crappy ass fucking blindsiding episode piece of crap train wreck that we would know <laughs> that i do have shit to say and i am right grinch other is queuing up the reviews right now dude but okay then this is the perfect segue then fucking popularity doesn't Necessarily means something's good or should be successful or is. That's successful. an argument. I, I would agree with you're
3: that. Absolutely willing to make. Go for it.
1: I, I don't. There's no other argument to make other mm-hmm. than that's a fact. I, it, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, so there's, how do I? What, what do I need to support that? I mean, there's so okay. many fine <laughs> examples.
3: Well, I'll say this. Like yeah. hold on let's, let's do this in, a, in an intelligent approach because we went straight out of mother's day and glad you're yeah, back sorry. into <laughs> sorry into i defaulting. know i digressed but that's i fine. was
1: thinking you know we needed to get to it and uh, you know
3: that's right so uh, ultimately what we're looking at is what are the contributing factors to a quality movie is it the rating system is it the box office i'll even throw in a third one which we didn't talk about is awards the awards academy <clears throat> emmy yeah, but that's whatever. So Uh, I'm just saying, but it is how we tend to gauge the quality, the quality of an actor, the quality of a director of a movie, you know, all of the categories that tend to fall into the awards ceremony. So those are the things I just wanted to look at in terms of trying to identify and justify what is a quality movie. And is there an accurate way to predict that based on certain criteria? So we go from there and then whoever wants to go first.
2: Yeah, I I think, Uh. I, I think, for me the numbers potentially have the greatest influence when i know very little about a project a show okay. a TV, or or movie um because there's oftentimes particularly with just like the amount of stuff that springs up in netflix some of it they bring you know from the basement and suddenly you know i was looking we were looking at their movies that were trending like pitch perfect was in the top 10 last right. night you know i don't i I, I mean, I like Pitch Perfect, I guess, but I was just like, where the hell did that come from, you know? Um, so there's like trending, which is more related to just literally what gets brought up. And then there's the numbers. And I will use the numbers to gauge, like I said, the, the less I know about something. And if I see in the five to six range is usually when I'm like, mm. if I see like an eight or above at this point is when I go, okay. Like the pattern is there, like where's an like, and then, you know, you can kind of glance at how many people have reviewed to see, you know, if the curve's just out of whack. But yeah, I mean, I I admittedly, I use it when I want to validate and I ignore it when I don't agree. <laughs> right. When it doesn't tell your tale, <laughs> you right. ignore it.
3: Yep. And, and I think that's probably the case for a, a lot of things. And we've talked about this previously on the show. There's always a narrative that somebody's trying to push, and they will use what tools are at their disposal to push their narrative. And if the things don't agree, then they ignore them. And I think that's natural to a degree. So, Well, there's different
1: structure. Yeah, there's different structure for different folks. I mean, I'm looking at an article here where it shows IMDB's top 10 versus Rotten Tomatoes' top 10 versus Metacritic's top 10. None of the movies are the same in any of them. Like it's insane the, the the difference between like none of any of the movies and any one of those that I named top 10 appear anywhere else in another subset top 10 list. Like it's, it's, it's bonkers. So, I mean, it clearly means that what's popular is subjective 100%.
3: Well, I think based I, on
1: who is based on who is making those decisions of what is popular and again the criteria of what makes it popular i
3: think that's the one thing about anything creative is it's always going to be subjective and i think i texted that out running a race there's a clear winner whoever crosses the line first they win now you're talking about you know high diving or uh synchronized swimming those are subjective and you can put 10 people up looking at the same person doing a dive and you're never going to get the same scores every time, no matter how consistent that diver may be, because th- it is subjective. And movies, I, anything creative, I think, tend to fall that way.
1: I'm sorry, real quickly, I need to, I need to admit my statement. The only movie that is in all three of those lists is The Godfather. Okay. And yeah, I think that's it. I think that's the only one that's in all three of the lists. There you so, go. So, I mean, that's a consensus top 10 movie all Mac- time.
3: I'm sorry, Uh, I didn't talk over you. What were you going to say, brother?
1: Yeah,
0: no, but one of the things is, is if you look at, say, like Rotten Tomatoes, they they have two different scores for everything. They have the tomato meter and then the audience score. And so even those on a movie can vary widely. So like I'm looking at one particular movie and it's got a tomato meter of 71%, uh, but then the audience score is 32%. Please
1: tell me that's Cocaine Bear.
0: It is not. It is uh, another cinematic masterpiece uh, that I shared with Thor this morning, Zombievers, yeah. which if you haven't seen it, you absolutely should go watch it. Um, but but you can see that, I mean, that's a wide swing. If you're just looking at, you know, okay, well, let me go look at the ratings and say, well, it says it's 71%. So I should go see it. But then right next to it, it says 32%. So I don't know what the fuck to do.
3: Well, it, I think when we look at that, we go, "Oh, it's the subjective nature of the scoring." You can look at one thing one way, you can look at something else another way. You can look at an original, and then it gets remade, and even if they're doing the same story, they've chosen different actors, a different director, and it doesn't come off. Uh, and so, I that's when I look at it, and I think the Rotten Tomato score is what—that's critics, specifically critics reviewing the, the tomato audience. Meter, you score. mean yes, yeah. The audience score is obviously audience members that review it. But who are the critics? Well, that's the problem is right finding right. critics that you know and uh and agree with their view of movies.
1: Uh it would be the gentleman know. in this room and a couple other
3: people. Well, clearly not, John. I consider it would be the
1: crit- well, look, I mean, you know, nobody bats a thousand. I'm not listen, I, maybe this hasn't been stated. I I begrudge and hold no ill will towards Grinch for the fact that he loves that movie. I know. None. Because <laughs> 99 out of 100 times, he and I are probably going to agree on the content and the enjoyment of, of said content. It's just this one time we don't.
3: Okay. Grinch, were you going to say something? Uh, if I was, I don't remember what it is now. Okay. So, <laughs> well, so then,
0: yeah, <laughs> looking at the the tomato meter, you, you mentioned that it was critics. It looks like all of them have to be associated, you know, so it's not like I can just go out there and, and,
3: and create a, a critic
0: review, right? right? They're associated with, you know, an online paper, a print paper, um, there's some sort of there. a yeah well like I said to there's be. credibility there but right, yeah
1: right. Well, Okay, because here's the other thing it, it requires people to vote right a popularity requires people to cast a vote Saying like I don't do that when was the last time and I need to ask this, honestly when was the last time any one of us went out and actually voted up something online for a movie I've never I, I don't think I've ever done it once
2: no, no. Nope. no I haven't either
1: so that means we're going to tire. That's a hundred percent of the people in this space, and who've never done it once. So, all the movies we love, none of us have ever prophesized that to the interwebs.
3: Right. You're right. All so right. how
1: accurate can these things be?
3: Uh, again, I don't know. And 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 the audience is going to be one side. The critics is going to be another side, and I think that's one reason Rotten Tomato lists both, is they're going, here's reputable reviewers that have gone out, or supposed to be, with the credentials being tied to something, and then here's the audience review. And what's the difference? How similar are they or not? But again, the we're talking about that. The other side is going to be the box office. Because hey, that's people literally going out and paying. You're good right.
1: That's money. true. That's a measurement. Money is a measurement yeah, to a certain degree. But, but in part of that being the the marketing they they push to move these movies. Right. <clears throat> I don't think that's as a big director's of a director's name or certain actors or actresses that they, they they attach to a project to like hook people in to get to see a piece of trash movie. Right.
0: Yeah, I don't think that the box office is as big of a indicator anymore. Because as you mentioned, you know, with COVID. You know, theater shut down. A lot of people are not going to, uh, even now that they've opened back up, they're they're not going out to the theater to see movies. They're waiting for them to come out to stream. Um, so I, I don't know that that's a as big of an indicator anymore as to how successful a movie is or will be.
3: And, and obviously, obviously, the production houses will all disagree with you.
1: I don't think they will now. I think they, they might have. Well, and I think I, there's been a paradigm shift coming for a long time on those, right? Like, I mean, they've known. Didn't we? Didn't we talk to uh, Fancy Tyler, Ace and, and Diana about this? Where, where, like, um, a bunch of the, like, the AMC and all those were like switching, shifting gears, and they were going to try and start doing different things.
3: I think that was maybe in, Tyler Martin. Was, which, it Tyler? Yeah. was it Tyler?
1: Was it Tyler? Yeah, so I mean, we we know these companies r- recognize that movie houses, traditional what we what we feel is a traditional movie house, is is a dying industry, right? Like,
0: well, I mean, a lot of them are shutting down now. I mean, there's been quite a few, you know, locally here around us that that have closed completely. They, they just couldn't manage.
2: I, I got to be honest too, though. I mean, unless I'm looking into a movie that's either generating a feed in Google or something like that, I don't have any clue. I, I no. You know, it's only by exception. Like, like right now, if I looked and said, "How much money has Guy Ritchie's The Covenant made?" I could not tell you. I don't know what the budget was, and I don't know if it's, you know, in the black.
1: But, 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 but traditionally, you like a Guy Ritchie film, right? So you're going to see a guy. I mean, that's the way I feel. Like, I think he's probably one of my favorite all time directors.
2: Yes, you know? I mean, if he puts
1: a movie out, I'm going to freaking see it. Um, and I've not really ever been let down
3: well th- he, I, I can, can tell call. you his covenant currently has an 82 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah the 7.6 on IMDb. And if
1: you haven't seen operation fortune fucking hilarious so good
3: well i i want to go back to the john wick conversation because you hammered on which, john wick that which, it was which, dog which shit. by the
1: way let the record reflect that as much as he's prophetized that movie he hasn't voted up on it on the line
3: that's true and neither have uh, you i haven't, you haven't voted, voted on down on it either ever
1: right because i'm not wasting more of my precious time on that I'm piece of shit me. okay
3: well i asked you a very pointed <laughs> question that day because you were really harping on john one four i said name me another movie that was was popular but that mm-hmm. you didn't like and do you remember the movie mm-hmm. you named
1: yeah there was two there was the batman or not the batman the joker movie with uh, joaquin phoenix and
3: no it was the uh, Batman, the, mo-
1: the most recent uh james bond movie
3: well no it was the batman and i no. had it record yes I haven't well, recorded. Well,
1: that's not what I meant, then. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was the one the one, the one with, the one with uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yes, okay. I also you're losing
0: you're all credibility. credibility. That is yeah, not yeah. a good one. <laughs> Mac, I didn't Mac care Mac for Mac that. Oh either. no, no, I agree that that's bad, but that you can't even remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have lots of conversations. Lots of not even the same like, villain okay, or, okay. or
3: you know, okay. superhero. So this is what I want to Batman say. Batman and
1: Joker aren't related. Yeah, they are. I,
0: I
3: there were two different say, movies i said oh, they're, they're two different not yeah, but
0: movies the same but same person. universe I didn't, they they were saying, I didn't say they weren't okay. related
3: okay uh so you mentioned the batman and you harped on the batman you're like it's a shit movie and i, I personally i really enjoyed the batman so i went out I'm and i took a, a quick you. look because obviously we know after the batman there was that short-lived stint and it, they, they never made a batman movie but ben affleck played batman in a number of movies But if we're talking straight Batman to Batman, so we're going to go back because everybody's going to go, oh, fucking Dark Knight, this and that. The Batman is currently the only Batman movie by this director. So you can't compare it to The Dark Knight, which was the second in a series of three by Christopher Nolan. So to be apples to apples, we'll compare the Batman to Batman Begins. Which,
1: by the way, according to IMDb, is the fourth best film of all time. What's that? Uh, The Dark Knight.
3: The Dark Knight, okay.
1: Yeah. The Batman, by the way, the Batman, by the way, is not on any of these
3: lists. The Batman, 85%. That's its score. Batman Begins. Now, refresh my memory. Which
0: one was Batman Begins?
3: That was the first one. It had Liam Neeson. Christian Bale's first run as Batman. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. 84%. So very similar in terms of their scoring. The Batman is one better at 85 the box office draw the batman brought in almost 800 million batman begins brought in about 350 million and you have to remember the batman came out during covid and so you doubled the box office during um, COVID. i'm sure
1: 2019 is when it came out oh
3: was it 2019 i thought it was the, no, following the year the batman came out 2022 yeah because it came out during covid oh. so I was, I was like wait what
1: Okay. Yeah, this says 2022.
3: 2022. So in that, in that, literally in the midst of COVID. Hold on,
1: it did not come out in the midst of COVID. Please, you motherfuckers in the U.S. were not. No, nobody was sheltered in place in 2022. Good try. Is this, re- is this really? What Good we're try. Done? Bam. So
3: so this is how you're going to try to punch holes in it. Uh you know what, Grinch? Dude, I'm I don't firmly have to in the John Wick 4 camp, If bro. the
1: holes are already, already there, all day. I have to do is walk
3: through I don't even in. have to see John Wick 4. The, water, in,
2: the water is perfect.
3: Yeah. On I'm getting in, brother. I may even be way, naked when I do it. I haven't just team yet.
1: tagging me <laughs> doesn't work either. That 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 okay. doesn't bode well. It's a bad look for both of you.
3: Really. But, but the, the point being
1: You guys are better than this. Apples to apples.
3: You know we're not. Apples to apples, the criteria. In terms of, I'm assuming how they scored it. Now, the 84% on the Tomato Meter is 289 reviews for Batman Begins. On the Batman, it's 500, so almost double the reviews, but it has very similar score. But the box office is almost double what it what it made.
1: Yeah, but so what's the Hold diff- I- well, no, on, hold on. But what's the timetable difference? So the the Batman was in 2022, and what was the other one you were comparing it to?
3: Batman Begins, 2005.
1: 2005 so what's the difference economically in those time periods though right because of inflation and so on and so forth it's not the same money numbers I, you're comparing apples
3: to oranges well of course but I'm you're, uh, all I'm saying look, is you're, you're stretching now he is I'm of not is. I'm not stretching yes <laughs> yeah, it's yeah true. you are really but at the end, so you're telling me the same money you
1: spent in 2005 is the same money value of money in
3: 2022 well but not no no you have to set it against the 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 proper number and it's the budget in 2020 2005 versus the revenue in 2005. It, but it's
1: again, until you until you uh, signify the difference between the two and bring them to a level playing field, I don't know why you're comparing numbers to numbers. That's that's like you know a, a whole bunch of right. bait and switch. Two, two like, plus that's two not, is not five.
3: It's not five, and it's racist. This,
0: this math is not racist. <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, I'm not saying it's racist, but it's definitely well prejudice. <clears throat>
3: Either way, I mean, for the sake of making point, maybe it outperformed in the box office. Yes, and and in my opinion, was a wholly better fucking movie than Batman Begins, because I was not a fan of that movie.
1: I just, I, I, it's not that I didn't want to like the Batman. I did. It just to me, it was a, it was a big. I mean, I didn't, I, di- I, I didn't buy some of the characters. I didn't I just, buy the direction of it. Um, and I'm not saying that there isn't a there there is not a bunch of people out there who did enjoy it um but we're we're talking about a movie that's been remade a shit ton just like Spider-Man so i i think what you get is you get generational differences and preferences uh whether it's the, the the director or the the actors and actresses or the cinematography used or the soundtrack or the score or whatever and look i'm i'm glad you enjoyed it and again, you and I generally do agree on uh, on music and cinema, uh, and so I'm. I mean, I'm not I'm not that surprised that you enjoyed it. I just I felt like it felt really flat and short, and I didn't particularly enjoy um, how it was handled.
2: Well, I mean, aside from the, the focus on that particular movie, I guess the larger point would be. So a seven point eight, you know, is what it's sitting at. Now I happen to like it, so that all jives in my mind. If I knew nothing about the movie, I would take a look at that number to inform me. Now, in this case, I knew they were reinventing the story. You know, it was like, can this can we potentially start anew? Which, yes, uh, I admittedly am getting very tired of. I want there to be continuity. And I think the movie overperformed for me because I had expectations pretty low. Okay. And then I, I enjoyed the darkness of it, but but to me, that that does shape my expectation of a movie. If it just gets blown out of proportion, it almost always it's like, oh shit. Right. You know, come on. But so that's why I say to me it's now about patterns. Patterns and consistency. Cause there are movies I will see that are gonna get stellar
3: ratings. I flat out know I have zero interest in. And movies that probably get shit ratings that you really like.
2: Yeah. You know, oh, like great. I will be bored to tears even if it's the most phenomenal acting. And that's kind of, too, we're getting back to the critics. Like, the more pretentious they are, the less I like them. Because I'm like, hey, motherfucker, not every movie is competing for best actor. Right. They just aren't. They weren't built that way. They weren't funded that way. They're not getting pre-Oscar buzz. You know, like, they they got a budget. At the end of the day, the production house said, make money right
0: exactly and and not (laughs) only that i mean you're you're not always going to a movie to to feel bad about yourself a lot of times you want to go see you know a good comedy um or or something like that to to make you feel better about what's going on right so i think that's why a lot of times those get you know kind of brought up
1: uh, okay And we're stopping
3: right there Oh, I thought you wanted to keep going. I'm sorry. So
1: a couple of things. It was actually released after COVID pandemic, according to what I'm reading. But what I thought was interesting is, is, and I was curious because it's... No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you what it says. The internet that you're on. I will say in line. fairness,
2: I think I saw it with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll go back to what it says in a second. But at the 95th Academy Awards, it received nominations for best sound, best makeup, and hairstyling and visual effects.
3: Which like, is naturally what you would think, right? I mean for, Those for are a the Batman
1: ones. movie yeah
3: right that's what I mean that is that Michael Keaton
2: my, my did win best
1: actor that year the lack of performances <laughs> just but but, but,
3: but but to here, answer
1: your question after the covid-19 pam- pandemic caused two delays to its original June 21st release date it then premiered in March 2022 after the pandemic was over
3: Okay, yeah, except they just announced the pandemic was people. over just a few wow. months ago here See, in the again, states. So yeah. I don't well, it's hear that. Let's, use a, let's
2: use a different example. I mean, what I haven't been keeping up with it, but what is Avatar two going to get nominated for? Yeah. Uh, we know thing. it was profitable because he's same already thing. said based on the box office return. Yeah, they're going to likely make the
3: next two. And okay, that's a great. But you but,
0: wonder uh, if. If that's because people are just tired of, you know, is that that a product of COVID, right? People are tired of fucking sitting at home watching movies and and they're, you know, look, I'll go out and see anything right now because I I was not a fan of the first Avatar, to be honest. And and I have zero desire to see the second one in the theater or at home.
3: Uh, And I agree with you. And I am the same way. And and I'll tell you, Haas, I want to circle back to the Batman because you mentioned the money. Okay. Inflation doesn't matter here. Because what we're talking is in two thousand five, the budget was one hundred and fifty million. The movie made three hundred and seventy million. So it, if we're talking it about, okay, it, what we're talking is if the if you're going well, what's the inflation? Well, mm-hmm. then you also have to inflate the budget. So it didn't make any more money. Okay, the budget for Batman, uh, the Batman, one hundred eighty five million made seven hundred and seventy million.
1: Okay,
3: so that that and again, you're talking Avatar. Avatar one, two thousand nine, made two point nine billion dollars avatar 2 which just came out in december has already hit 2.3 billion so it's going to look to eclipse the first one the first one the story was garbage it was pocahontas on another planet that's all that was and 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 so what is the second one i don't know because i haven't seen it and i really have no desire to see it yeah for, uh, for me James Cameron all he's doing is making movies they're never going to want uh, you know they're not going to win any of the top honors he's making movies so that he can bring in a shit ton of money to make his next passion project that's all that is and that's how he well, tends to
2: approach it he did direct my favorite movie of all time so he's always going to have that it's going to be it's, <laughs> it's 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 going to be aliens
3: yes look at and if you look at his his track record i mean with terminator terminator 2 aliens true lies the abyss he's done some good movies that i liked but then after the titanic everything was just all i want to do is make more money to do the next passion project that i have because that's what he talked about avatar this has been in my in my fucking files for 30 years i wanted to make this movie and it was just never the right time because the cgi hadn't caught up
2: well, I just want to add, you know, we we didn't say it this way, but this is all stuff we're using to decide if we're going to like a movie, right? It and is I think, what I think you're we're, you're saying in essence. It's, well, I think by and large, like the I number think is great, but like I said, I'll use it when it's well, to my advantage. I'll ignore it when I don't.
3: Well, <laughs> well I I,
1: to, to go back to it, when 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 the Batman comes out, you're come. It's being released after lockdowns and COVID. People are looking to get back some sense of normalcy. So they're going to flock to whatever's available, you know that whatever you know is popular at the time. You know, I'm not saying that you that you're wrong, that you don't like that you do like the Batman, and therefore you're wrong. I just didn't like it, and my point is is that I think it's fair to say that the that the other side of that coin could be true, which is people were just going to see something they wanted they wanted some escapism, and so, and that's what was available, so they went not saw it. I don't think well, it necessarily means it's better than any other Batman movie.
2: Right. Well, just back to the back to the the point we're having here. The Batman has a seven point eight. Batman Begins on IMDb has a nine, which is one of the highest ones I've ever seen. Even Inception has an eight point eight. Interstellar eight point six.
3: And again, when you look at the other, and and this is the thing, when you go to Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, like none of the scoring is is similar in that way. All of like across the board, you can't look at something and go, Oh, everything's
0: yeah.
2: Well, it's it's
3: and, equal across the board, which you would expect it to be from a critic's perspective.
0: With,
2: let's have fun with one of your movies, Dune. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's got an eight. Right. By by my approach, I would lean into that and go, that's probably a good movie. Like it, it's a starting position. If I knew nothing, blank slate, i go and,
1: and and if you eight. look at it from a blank slate, it's well done. It's beautiful, great acting, great storytelling. But if you're a purist who looks at the and original the content, story, Right And who looks at the original content, you're less than happy with what was what you're presented with. Yes. And it does not come close to an eight, does it, Thor?
3: No. I mean, if it's a though, good movie, it's just not doomed. But
1: look at how much money it made. Look of at course. how popular it is. Of course.
2: Yes. I, maybe even one that's a little more niche. I actually, after seeing the trailer, really thought I wanted to see this movie. I, I thought it looked like it had a lot of potential, which was Renfield. Hmm. Not the hugest Nicolas Cage fan in some regards, but it looked like it would just be kind of funny and gory. Right. It's at a 6.4, which is given me pause. Like, I'm not probably going to try to get into the theater to see it now because of where
3: it sits.
0: It might show up on Netflix one night and you've got nothing to do and you might give it, an overall and give it a, sh-
3: a shot. Well, again, yeah. I'll go back to one of mine from a story perspective. I really liked it from from just a fun movie perspective. I liked it and that's bright. And it's yep. tomato meter is yeah, 26, we're here. 26% <laughs> off 113 <laughs> critic reviews. Now the that audience gave it an 83, but for me, that was a fun fucking movie. Now you mentioned cocaine bear. I don't know what it scored, but let me tell you this, Haas. It is a one and done Once you see it, you never, ever fucking <laughs> have to watch it again. Okay. If you do, there's something wrong with you. Okay. And it's not that it wasn't a fun movie.
0: I've watched it four times. Yeah, I rest my <laughs> fucking case. He carries a shovel for protection too, ladies it's, and gentlemen. It's, it's sitting in a shield.
3: No, it's, it's, uh, yeah, six you're absolutely
0: eight. right. It's it's one of those where it, it's the shit show, right? You, you watch it just to see, okay, how bad can it really be? Right. And then you never watch it again.
3: And a lot of it is gore for the sake of gore. Uh, and, yeah. and I mean, there were some weird moments, Mac. Uh, look, spoiler alert, the, the movie's been out for a moment. But there's some weird moments like, when the kids find the cocaine, like it's like, come on, man. Re- really? There's two fucking preteen kids and they're doing cocaine. It's like, what?
0: He's just jealous. Cause we didn't have access to cocaine. Maybe. It's like, it's like, what is,
3: Hollywood. Maybe, I
2: don't
3: know. <laughs> um, I'm just like, did they just have two fucking 12 year olds do cocaine on screen? I think they did. <laughs> my face is numb. It's like, Oh, what the fuck? Uh, look, it was a fun movie, but it literally, for me, it was, I never yeah. have to watch it again. And there's no reason to go back to that. Well, there's not enough interesting content to necessitate seeing it twice. And that's no why
0: interesting content
3: when you said, oh, I bought it. It's like, uh, okay, well, you're kind of saddled with that. To make that purchase worthwhile, you're going to have to watch multiple times. <laughs> that's the only reason I said that. But I also like the Batman. So you take that at, for what it's worth. It just, just, just comes on, down again
1: to subjectiveness. Like I, I don't... I mean, because I, I would say, generally speaking, we all generally like the same stuff, right? For the most part, I think so. I mean, there's there's a pretty there's a pretty good well, I'll range. I'll say Max,
2: Max drifting out to sea
1: on Ma- Ma- <laughs> Ma- Ma- I, I Ma might be going. I might be drifting out a little bit. You he's on, on, he's, on, on his float. but I mean, you know,
0: kinda, I'm like I'm
1: the my own movies, guy, man. The movie, I, yeah, which <laughs> is fine. But the movies we were like, hey, you should watch this. I mean, you've you've not hated any of those, right?
0: No, I do need to get back to that list, though. Damn, I haven't watched anything on that list in a while.
3: I mean, look, maybe it's Grinch's shock at Haas not liking John Wick 4, but when you made the comment about Matrix, I was like, what? I was shocked. I'm like, (laughs) how do you not like The Matrix? Because it's trash. Okay. Okay. I'm looking at, I mean, the (laughs)
2: thing.
0: I don't know what you want from me.
2: The the original John Carpenter's thing has an 8.2. And part of me is like, well, who didn't like it? like did you not know what to expect from it like i'm not looking at the reviews to understand that but there are times right. i you know i'm just going what was it you expected yeah <laughs> and but, it didn't deliver you know
3: but here's the other thing we haven't talked about is like you look at 82's blade runner ridley scott's masterpiece in blade runner was not popular at the time and didn't do well in theaters but it it earned a cult following that has now put it in a whole nother category. And that's something we haven't talked about cult movies. They don't do well. They don't maybe get good reviews. They don't do well at the box office, but man, they get a following that just doesn't fucking go away. And you get rabid fans. Blade so Runner that's, 8.1 on IMDb. Yeah. You look at yeah. like an
0: office space that, that was one of those that just, yes. You know, I was thinking Boondock Saints.
3: That's another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are those that just fall into that where they don't do well initially, but then they, they gain a following and that cult uh, approach which they just fucking take off and they just don't go away. But at the time they come out, they're not popular. Suffice to say,
0: Cocaine Bear will not be that movie. One
3: That's of we the number one of the number one, if not the top movie of all time, Citizen Kane. Okay. <laughs> and it came out in nineteen forty-one. Has everybody here? Mac is have you seen it? No. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If if, if you don't know what it's about, it's about Charles Foster Kane, who's a media mogul and basically owns a shit ton of of media outlets within the United States in in the 30s and 40s. And it was basically the story of William Randolph Hearst,
1: Hearst, who at
3: the time was that media mogul. William Randolph Hearst owned more than half the movie theaters in the country and so when that movie was released it was not released in wide release because it was a commentary about Hearst he was not happy about it the budget was 870,000 in 1941 it only earned 1.8 million barely scratched the surface from a box office perspective but it is considered to be one of if not the best movie historically of all time now it it tends to wave you know kind of waver on the list as more movies come out but up until recently it was always number one on afi's top 100 movies but if you look at the credit or you look at the critic score it's a 99 do they give a hundred to anybody i don't think so from let me ask you
1: this you've seen it right multiple times same do you feel like it it warrants a 99 score
3: yes now again you have to also understand the criteria by which you're talking. From a, a cinematic perspective, what Orson Welles did with the camera and the shots that he did and the lighting and the composition was second to none, and he set the standard for a lot of shit in Hollywood at the time in 1940. From a story perspective, it's good. It isn't going to be you know, selling any sodas or popcorns. Like I often talk about, it's a popcorn and soda I movie. Mean, cocaine bear, that's 100% popcorn and soda. Yeah. You just fucking sit and eat and drink and then the movie's over. But there's nothing there. This Citizen Kane is different. And I would say, if you get a chance to see it, go see it. Max like, no, I'm good. I don't watch anything in black and white. <laughs> uh, but shit box office. But that's because of how it was released. But it's got a 99%. And is considered to be one of the best movies ever. FYI, Boondock
2: Saints, 7.7, 7, with 243,000 ratings. Uh, Another fantastic film that I'm happy to see has a good rating is The Professional. Leon. 8.5. With 1.2 million reviews. Such a great
1: movie.
2: And that to me, like The Professional again, it's like it all adds up. I like it. I know why I like it. I like the way, I'm happy to see it's got a good rating because it's one of those again, like if you went into the movie, what was it you were thinking or what were you surprised by? Like yeah. obviously, Gary Oldman just freaking crushed it in that movie with his character. By the way, <clears throat> one of the most diverse actors in our lifetime, I just have to say, in terms of his talent and characters he's played.
3: Okay, I mm-hmm. wow. I'm sorry. What was Boondock Saints rating? Seven point seven. Seven point seven. Its budget was six million. Anybody have any idea what it earned at the box office?
1: Not six million. <laughs> Thirty
3: thousand four hundred seventy-one dollars. No.
1: but i mean it was so huge but it was such a, a huge cult following they made a second one and and i've seen rumors there's a third one coming
2: Oof, yeah second one was not good it was not good. no
1: but the first one's yeah. fucking amazing i mean i mean yeah. Will, willem defoe alone in that movie is so it's fucking worth the, the,
3: the price of admission yeah when he shows up as the hooker, <laughs> yes. like, what is going on right now? <laughs> it's fucking great, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, the Blair Witch made more than this movie. But again, the cult following here is undeniable. And that's why that movie still exists.
1: How, how much
2: did the professional make
3: out of curiosity?
2: And of course, I'm watching the part in the trailer and Gary Oldman's like, bring everyone. And crazy, like, what?
3: <laughs> After he's taken the pill,
1: mm-hmm. and he does that head
3: like, yeah, it's fucking weird. You hear the neck crack.
1: That was, <laughs> was that Luke Besson's first, di- uh, di- Was that his directorial debut, you know?
3: Oh, no, no, no. I th- he did, uh, La Femme Nikita. Oh, that's
1: right. That's which right. Which they with, then um, made into
3: the, uh, they
1: made it into a TV show, but they also made it into a, they redid the movie, right? They but did the they movie. where Bridget
3: Fonda played the principal right, character. That's
1: right, and then they also made it into a TV show as well. TV yes.
0: show with Maggie yes. Q. That's
1: that's what it, yeah. what
3: what he said. Sure, he did the Fifth Element in nineteen ninety seven. Yes.
1: Oh, that's. So Professional
3: scary. was ninety four. Nikita was ninety. Okay. Uh, it, the box office forty six point one million. Okay. Uh, budget, the budget was 16? sixteen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean you're going to find those outliers, right? They they're good movies. They they swing and they they just hit and they knock it out of the park. What is what did you say the the rating was on that one? On The Professional, on Leon? 8.5. Okay. On
1: IMDb 74 and Rotten Tomatoes and 64 on Metacritic.
3: So uh, not even similar, really right. in terms of that. And then the box office doesn't say that that movie is a good movie. So all of those things, just people would look at all of that that data and go, I don't even know what to think about this movie. But when you watch it, I mean. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, look, the New York Times gave it a 30. Lacks the sexy Elan of La Femme Nikita and suffers from infinitely worse culture shock. What the fuck yeah. does that mean?
3: Well, there's, I mean, Janet, come on. Maslin, what does that mean? Jesus, I mean, you know, when they walk into the hotel and she's like, "He, he's my lover." When she tells the desk clerk that Leon's her lover, and the dude's like, "Yeah, you can't stay here." It's like, okay, uh, and that's probably one of the like the weird uh, vibes between you know a thirteen-year-old girl <laughs> and the principal character and Leon. So,
1: which was a big deal in '97, right? I mean,
2: well, yeah, '94, Natalie Portman coming onto the mm-hmm. scene.
1: Yes, yeah, that was her breakout role, right? It was.
3: Uh, Mac, what about you, brother? You got to weigh in. So, what's a movie that you would put out there and say this is a quality movie and so we can tear it apart? (laughs) I got nothing. (laughs) He's like, I'm not even saying shit. Uh, What were your top picks? I'm starting to remember.
0: Friday. (laughs) Friday's a good movie. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Somebody Rotten Tomato (laughs) fucking Friday. Oh,
0: I'm doing it right now. Okay. I'll do it. Came out in 95.
3: Yes, seven point two.
0: That's not too bad. I mean, what's I, I a I mean, what's a good that score, is right?
3: Positive, given the type of movie that it is, twenty-seven million at the box office, Off Metacritic, a million half million dollar
0: budget.
2: Yeah, Metacritic of fifty-four. Which a 76, again,
0: on Rotten Tomato.
2: Increasingly, I think we can toss out Metacritic. Maybe that's really all this has been about—is fuck Metacritic. <laughs> it's, it's possible. unless unless it sinks, and then I'll agree with it and
0: then it had a 91 av- uh, audience score on Rotten Tomato.
3: Well, you don't like the Matrix. The Matrix has a high score.
0: It has a high score. I, I look, I'm not I'm not going to say it's not a good movie uh, because clearly I mean a lot of people like it. It just was not it wasn't wasn't your thing. cup of tea.
3: Right. You but then know? you get okay. to Right, then you get to the second movie. And and it did well. The Matrix did well in terms of its rating and its box office by all accounts in 99 then you get to the next movie and the rating is eh it drops off a little but the box office like doubles because people saw the first one and they were hoping for something phenomenal in the second right. to follow up then when you get to the third one not only is the rating dropped way the fuck off the box office drops way off because people saw the second one and were like yeah we don't trust these guys to make a good movie anymore and they didn't the which is usually the way it goes
0: and, and I think we've talked about that before, right? You you know, it, we, by the time you get to the second or third movie, shit's usually dropped way off because they're just trying to recreate the magic of the first. Right. And,
3: and it's Unless hard to do Unless you're John that.
1: Wick 4 and then you peak.
3: At, at 4.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you don't. Not, not according to your favorite people, Metacritic.
3: Well, no, what, I, what's Metacritic well, saying? Yeah, well, he doesn't trust Metacritic. He's already
1: Metacritic. said that. Uh, no, they, they actually give it an 8.5.
2: Oh, except for when I agree with them. like I said, <laughs> <laughs> when it I fits your the, narrative, you're that's good. Right. The See, but I think has an
0: 8.7. I, I think for me, it some of it's about actors, too, right? I don't really care for Keanu Reeves as an actor.
3: You made that abundantly um, fucking clear.
0: No, <laughs> and that's on, why I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think I typically, you know, lean towards any of his movies. Um, I, I, you know, I watched John Wick 1. It was Okay. I didn't think it was anything spectacular, so I go to imagine by the time I get to John Wick 4, I might be in Hoss's camp on this one.
3: Alright, here we go, Grinch, for you. We're going to jump into the Alien franchise. Alien comes out in 79, 98% on Rotten Tomato. In, nine, or in 86, the follow-up with Aliens, it's a 98%. Then you get to David Fincher's Aliens, Alien 3, which should have never been made, 47%. <laughs> Alien Resurrection, 53%. Awful alien versus predator 22%, aliens versus predator requiem 12%, and then we get Ridley Scott back in the fold with Prometheus, it jumps back up to 73%, then alien covenant in 2017 at 65%. So we can see, I would agree with all that, those first two, and then they start to just wildly drop off. Nobody yep. was able to kind of reclaim those first well, movies.
2: It's like we talked about with the DC universe.
3: It was just, you're
2: just using the name. Right. To try to get, to tie into it, uh, like a predetermined audience baseline. And most of the diehards that were in, you know, reading the Dark Horse comics and all that kind of stuff saw right through it. They're like, you know, like I saw Alien 3 in the theater and then I was just like, this is shit. Yes. <laughs> And I wanted it to be good. I did too. It's not that it wasn't emotional and had some cool scenes unto itself. It just, I mean, there's one of my favorite lines is when uh, the alien yanks one of the inmates from the roof of the cafeteria. Yeah. And the guy's just like,
3: fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> They're all looking up in the hole. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. And then later on when he's mopping, he keeps looking. He's up. looking
3: up. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, when you look at the franchises, yeah they will occasionally they will hit on all cylinders and then there will potentially be some wild drop off that's what happened with the matrix it's obviously what happened with the alien franchise john wick though has uh, apparently just their formula has been getting better every movie and it's yeah, that, rare no, it's rare to be the fourth true. movie in and you're hitting your stride yeah but, but it's rare. not getting it's freaking is, long
1: in the tooth and it's freaking bloated and it's outdated and it's like it's boring it's it's stale
0: and, and i'm not trying to you know take sides either way but is john wick four you know again another product of covid where you know we're just seeking any content that is out there no and, because i ah said in
3: 2021 covid ended you don't get to use that excuse i didn't say that the interweb said that you regurgitated <laughs> it
0: well and i'm okay. not saying that covid is still going on
3: you know, there's definitely you know, like again. Aliens.
0: You've got cocaine in your ears now, apparently. Um,
3: the only way it's working. You know,
0: I, I think that you know people are just starving for anything right now to to get back to some some semblance of normalcy,
1: and,
0: and maybe some of these movies are kind of you know
3: benefiting from that.
0: Benefiting from well, them, yeah. and I think well,
1: there's a nostalgia thing too. I mean, I think there's there's certain franchises that are beloved franchises, and people want to cling to those no matter whether the movies are shit or not aliens well, is a good example right like you james go bond see the good
3: example
1: james bond is a phenomenal example because no time to die Ugh. like i love daniel craig great bond and some of the more darker stories that were true to, to fleming's writings vision right i i enjoyed thoroughly because they weren't hokey
3: they he weren't you know they were, they, i like it that's
1: right <laughs> um but but the last that, that last movie was just shite and, and shame on them for putting it out like that. Well, it's Craig. a
3: shame that that's how Craig's going to exit the franchise.
1: I agree 100%. Because to me, that that speaks a lot to, um, well, how he leaves, right? Like, I mean, that's the legacy to, for that me to some left. degree for him, which yeah. I think is crappy because I don't think that's fair. But it's still, you're right. Bond is another example of people, you know, tie themselves to, to these franchises. You and I definitely, when it comes to Bond, do that. Um, and so... You tend to be either jaded one way or, 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 you know, a little more forgiving the other.
3: I mean, you're not a fucking Keanu Reeves fan, so you don't like The Matrix? Who, me? Mac, no, Mac. Oh, that's Sorry, yeah. I was about to say. Sorry, I don't mean to pivot that I, way, but it I, just, that's, like, you, that's not that. the
0: only reason I didn't like it. I just, I thought it was a bad movie. I didn't like the plot, I didn't like the
1: theory behind it. It's because Mac is not part of the Matrix. He's like
3: an administrator. <laughs> he I mean, took, he what, doesn't. Mister Anderson.
1: He yeah. doesn't want us talking about it okay. and bringing light to it. Uh, well, I, you know,
2: again, I mean, we've—I think we mentioned this—we were talking with Tyler. Like the the companies making the decisions on the movies are almost exclusively focused on profitability,
0: hmm. as they should be, and
2: and yes. Using a franchise name has got me in the door to a couple of movies I shouldn't have freaking seen. I, I know, you know, and as I've matured now, I'm, I scrutinize more to go, no, nah, no. Nah, nah. Just because you say you're part of something doesn't mean you are, you're not going to like it.
0: You're not getting my money.
2: Yeah. And, and I mean, too, you know, some of these franchises have had generational resets. You know, they didn't grow up like the first time they saw an alien movie, you know, it was in the 70s. <laughs> you know. So, I, yeah, I mean, just kind of bringing it home. Like, I mean, probably because of age, we're less influenced by the number. But I, going back to what I said at the beginning, I tend to think around a seven or higher. I'm like, it's trending net positive. That suggests that, the, you know, it ha- the average viewer is enjoying it. And then there's probably some that are picking it apart for whatever reason. And and the number in and of itself isn't going to get... If I see a movie that's like, oh, it's a 9.5, it doesn't mean I'm going to see it either. Because if it's, like I said, some sob story or whatever, I'm like, fuck that. Oh, no. yeah. But yeah, well, and I, I, I do use the number, but I just use it as like a guidepost to see like, where is this?
3: I think part of the issue for me is production. And I said this at the beginning, Mac, for production, the box office is 100%... A determination of success and how much the movie makes, and you look at that in like Dune. I mean, you can shake your head all fucking day long. Dune. Look at any of the long-standing franchises, Harry Potter. They turned the last Harry Potter into two fucking movies to make extra money. They turned. But you're a, talking hun- about they turned a hundred and fifty-page book in the, the three three-hour fucking movies to make to money. <laughs> so no, no, this has nothing to do with streaming. Dune. Has to do with in streaming. 1984 because streaming does hour... not
0: contribute to the box office
3: in 1984 dune was a two hour and 17 minute movie where they tried to cram everything into it okay now villeneuve has come out with dune in his own version it's one movie no it's now split into two movies now he's adding a third movie he's now turning that book into a third movie why a hundred percent to make fucking money now i agree he's probably going to tell a story Will it be Dune? I don't know. But from a production standpoint, 100% of the, dru- the taste clusters do not lie. And it is all about <laughs> production houses making money. They don't make money. They don't make movies. It's one of the reasons when you look at Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, Blue Studios made that animated movie back in the 90s and they lost so much money on it, it shut the fucking studio down. They had to close it because they lost so much money. Phenomenal in terms of the look from a CGI movie at the time. But they lost their ass and had to close down the studio. If they're not making money, they're done. And so well, it is right. all about making money.
1: Yeah. But, yeah there's but there's but two how much
0: of, there's two of the statements it. you made there though. Hold on. Which one is one was making money and one
3: was box office. Box office is you, making money.
0: Right. But it's not the only way to make money anymore. No, That's no, my of course
3: point. it's not the only way, but it is the largest predictor of the success for a production house. <laughs> but as whether or not done. that movie made money.
1: Should it shouldn't be no knowing that people aren't going to the movies the way yeah. they used to.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because this isn't star Wars, George Lucas, when he made star Wars built in a revenue stream with toys and all of that collateral shit. When was the last time you went to a store and you you know, was like, Oh, uh, you know, fucking characters and lunchbox. I bought my
0: matrix toys.
3: <laughs> I'm just saying they don't build in the same revenue streams that they huh? did in but, years but that's, past.
0: But my point is not those same revenue streams. It's, it's, how are you getting those revenue streams from streaming, licensing, that kind of stuff? Of course because those exist. You you look at like air that just came out, right? Yes. It did, I, I don't know exactly how long it was in the, the theaters for, uh, but it had a fairly short run, maybe a month before it came to a streaming service. Now again, a little bit different. It was, you know, an Amazon studios production. So, but you know, If you look at those numbers, you know, they may be really low at the box office, but you may have a lot of people that watch it on streaming, knowing that that was coming out.
3: And streaming does exist. I'm not, I'm not denying that's a revenue stream that they are utilizing, but you see movies now only being, they even announce it only being released in theaters. And they know that there is a revenue stream they could be earning. They're choosing not to, because they always say only in theaters, because they want you to know it's the only place you can watch it
0: it's going to eventually come to stream. Of course it
3: is. And
1: That's the other thing a lot of people take it, take into account. I know I do. I know within 90 days, if it doesn't do well, or if it doesn't do as well as it probably should or could have done, I can wait and it'll be on Apple TV like that. And I can fucking just stream it. And so there but, are times where I will wait, patiently wait for a movie to come out because I don't want to go to the theater yeah. and spend money on it.
3: I have not seen a movie in a theater since I don't even fucking know when. <sighs> Can't tell you the last one I saw in a theater, and have do I feel like I've missed something? No, I mean my dad will give me shit. He's like, "Oh, Dune in the theater, da da da." I'm like, it didn't alter the story one iota getting to see a little extra sky because of the way in which it was filmed or the ground or what the expanse. I'll nature. say this. I don't think I missed the fucking we, thing. We
1: just saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3 today in 3D and that shit was freaking banging in 3D. And I don't generally like movies in 3D, but I was so happy that we made the decision to see that in the theater and see it in 3D.
3: Can I ask what you paid? For the ticket? Yeah. Because um, I don't know what it costs over I'm there. I'm guessing to see a theater, 15 bucks. $15. 15 bucks. $15, okay. okay. For so 3D. That- so that's what per, like 10, per person, 10 euros right? or whatever?
1: 15 euros. Yeah.
3: Oh, 15, 15 euros. euros. So you're talking what, like 18, 19 dollars? American dollars? what's Yeah, the...
1: probably. Yeah, it's probably more like 16 and change.
3: So, but that's for the ticket. Mm-hmm. Did you get popcorn? Did you get candy and soda?
1: Uh, I usually bring my own candy.
3: Take Keister's that That's in. okay, man. However, um, you got to do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's nice and sweet and warm and moist like that.
3: You um, literally, and then, it, it
0: melts in your mouth, hot. Huh?
1: no oh contrary! don't that's, don't, where, that's don't where it shouldn't no, no, let's put no, it that no, way no no just because you say <laughs> another classic mean, that's true. quote <laughs> don't don't try it don't don't knock it until you try it and don't lie about what you don't know it does melt in the keister
3: and matrix okay? was which a good is what which is
1: why you have to time it correctly
3: yeah. um it's just got awkward
1: yeah so we two two buckets of popcorn and three drinks were 30 euros
3: so you spent 45 euros on the tickets for three of you to go, plus another 30 euros for food. You're talking a 75 euro outlay. It
1: mm-hmm.
3: was 80 bucks. Let's say you spent around 80 American dollars to go see yep. a movie with three people. Yeah. And you're saying that for you, that was worth it. It was definitely worth going Th- to see. This
1: was worth it. John Wickford was not.
3: Grinch, what do you pay for a ticket where you're at? Uh, I don't
1: even
2: know. 10, 12, something like that, but. Yeah, I mean, to me, though, I, I am I do buy into committing to a movie in a theater where there's no distractions. You got popcorn, you're chilling. I, I enjoy that. I do. Agreed. I mean, we've, we've seen Dungeons & Dragons in the theater. We saw John Wick. Uh, we'll probably go see Guardians of the Galaxy in the theater. So I, I like going to the theater.
3: I don't know if I've lost interest in the idea of the theater. Or I, I I feel like the outlay, the return on investment for me isn't there.
1: I mean, it's not that I've lost interest. I've lost interest unless it's something that reaches a certain minimum standard. Like I don't just go see anything, right? Like, I mean, I'm not going to choose to see everything that comes out. I mean, look, before we had no option. Right. Like you went and saw it in a theater. And if you didn't, you waited a year, year and a half until it came out on VHS or DVD. Now it's one of those things. It's in a theater for 30, 60, 90 days, 120 tops, and then you can stream it somewhere. So if you have some patience and it's one of those movies where you're on the fence about, you just wait and then you go see it. You know, you stream it.
3: Which is, you know, it's kind of my preferred way now.
1: Yeah. And and to your point, it's like I spent. $25 Twenty-five dollars to buy the D and D movie, as opposed to going to see it in a theater, which would have cost me double of the, or triple of that, depending on if I was but, going by myself or with other people.
0: But you can now watch it as many times and, as you, as many times will. as I in want. Your comfort, right? right. I can pause or it, I can it
1: and as many people as captioning. Right. Exactly. Right.
3: Everybody loved the Maverick movie, Tom uh, Top Gun Maverick. I, did, uh, not, I, I, I did
1: not. I did not. I <laughs> watched garbage. it and I was yet. like,
3: it was not good. That was a waste of two hours of my I life. I can't get back. That out. was
0: absolutely a product of COVID. People yep. just, you know, I think absolutely Tom that Cruise was
3: a vanity project. About that yeah, one. right. Just
0: <laughs> looking for content and they were going to say it was good no matter what. Yep, that, that was it, shit. I don't know.
3: But I, I can't tell you how many people are like, oh, you got to see this movie. It's a great movie. And I'm like, and then I saw it, and I'm like, oh, uh, no. you, you need to uh, you, call I your I friend you list <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm just like, shit. Um, now I didn't pay for it, which was nice. It was on Paramount Plus, which of course I guess I do pay for, but I'm getting that already. So it's I didn't go in. out. It's bundled yeah. in, right? And and actually, like so. Ahead, I, right. I was gonna
0: say that's actually. The only movie I've seen in the theater since you know, COVID started.
3: You went and saw it actually, in the theater,
0: we went and saw it in the theater, but we were we were desperate for something to do one night. Uh, because we were actually in Atlanta, we'd taken uh, little Mac to a concert. Uh, so we had like two and a half hours or three hours to kill. Um, so we we're like, I'm well, see that. Yeah. And, and
3: in hindsight, you wish you had just paid for a hooker. Yes, money absolutely. well spent,
0: and, and some some blow, right? <laughs> yeah. um, hookers and
1: blow. I mean, look, bro. I
3: feel like once, I could have probably
0: gotten that for not the same once price. Have I regretted too.
1: an evening
3: of hookers and blow? Not <laughs> once. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love parmesi with a hooker, <laughs> bro?
0: And, and you know, legit. was that a was that a generational thing, right? Because if I look at that, like I enjoyed the first Top Gun. Um, yeah. but if I look at that one, you know, it, and to me, I I just make the comparison of like the call signs. And, and I'm like, maybe, again, you know was it a generational thing? Because maybe those made sense to some of those people. I can't even tell you what some of them were now. They were just that fucking stupid to me.
3: uh and, 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 No I, arguments I just, here. I think I just lost all credibility with Rotten Tomatoes. Holy shit. Uh, I just looked up one of my favorite movies, Man on Fire with Denzel Washington.
0: Mm-hmm. Great movie. Is that the one where he's the bodyguard, right? Yeah, yeah, yes,
3: in Mexico. yeah, yeah. Great the movie. Fucking yep. great movie. To uh,
1: Fanning, right? Um, Dakota,
3: Fanning. Dakota Fanning. Dakota
1: Fanning. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-eight oh, percent.
3: Fuck yeah. man. that yes. movie! Rotten, so Rotten Tomatoes should be <laughs> shut down. Thirty-eight percent so, for "Man what, on, what on what Fire." Did, what did top?
0: Between so that Maverick and hit? between that and their Rotten Tomatoes score for yeah, yeah. The, "The Matrix," yeah, look up Match. Yeah, let's see what
1: that is. The <laughs> Matrix.
3: Ninety-six percent. Top Gun. Fuck. Hold, hold see? on, hold on. Let me nope. make sure that's not Shut the audience. Nope. No, that's the fucking tomato meter 96% audience nope. review. They got 99. solid reviews nope. all the way okay.
1: around. So, see, th- there's my argument made for me. Like, this shit cannot be trusted. It can't yeah. be trusted.
3: It It is 469 reviews from reputable critics. 96%. French, have you seen
1: Top Gun Maverick?
3: No, I won't. Oh, okay, it's boy,
1: trash, bro. Don't it's it's it. like 100% I hated, trash. I hated don't even watch one.
0: it on Paramount.
2: If somebody gave me the second one. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, it was so like bad. on when I was on a flight. I could just kind of glance over, and I hated it. Just glancing over at it. Critic it felt consensus. Like you, your soul
0: died a little bit.
3: Critic yeah. consensus Top Gun Maverick pulls off a feat even trickier than a 4G inverted dive, delivering a long belated sequel that surpasses its predecessor in a wildly entertaining style.
1: Does come cruise just walk around like did you he know, just say come cruise?
3: He, he said, like
0: come cruise. Does he just <laughs> walk around
1: jerking people <laughs> off and, and giving them blowjobs to like get good reviews or something? All right, well, those here's
0: four tenets of Scientology, right.
2: Ah, uh, so I will say if you look at the reviews of Guardians of the Galaxy, there's a number of people who say this might be the best one.
1: I, I've heard that it's supposed I, to be was, really good and I do want I to was, see that. I was shockingly surprised. I mean, obviously yeah. I didn't go with huge expectations because it's the third in the series, but I was really happy with it.
3: Yeah. It got an eighty two percent in tomato meter and the critic reviews. What did? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy volume three. Eighty-two percent.
1: It's fair play.
3: The audience gave it a ninety-five a galactic group hug that might squeeze a little too tight on the heartstrings. strings. The final guardians of the Bro. galaxy is a loving last hurrah for Bro. the MCU's most ragtag family.
1: Bro. That's not wrong. That's that's spot on. <laughs> did you cry a little bit? I did actually. Yeah. I got, okay. I got misty eyed. Yeah, sure. did. Yep. I'm, I am
3: I look in the second one. I was there. I'm Mary Poppins. And Joel.
1: And, 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 I, and, I, and I I'll tell you, I him. had a thought, no bullshit. There's a scene at the very end of fight scene down this long, like tunnel away on the ship. And I, the thought I had at the end of the fight or John scene, John Wick like, Four, exactly. I said, "Now that's a fight scene. John Wick Four people need to watch that. That's a goddamn fight scene."
3: <laughs> okay, well, I guess I have to watch that. Look, and I know we're running a little long in the tooth. At the end of the day, I want to ask one question: awards, box office, critic rating—is are those predictors of quality? I say no, no. When we've clearly yeah, established, absolutely that.
1: not. Yeah,
3: I, I think mean, Man the, on Fire gets a thirty-eight percent
1: and top Kru- gun maverick it's 96 yeah to decide I mean,
0: whether you want to go see something but they shouldn't be the end all be all you know yeah you know what you like so right. make the decision yourself it, it, i trust it, you it's,
2: guys it's probably going to be connected in the sense of like oscar buzz and awards because it's just the way, nature of the business when they know they've got a good one they start hyping it up in terms of will i like it or not
3: That's a different question. Just white
2: noise. Yeah. Right.
3: As my father, Odin would say, no, it's not a predictor. Find a critic you like, and you trust when you hear their movies reviews on movies, you know, you like, and they tend to align. That's who you go to. Which is
1: why I lean on you guys.
3: I think we just summed up the episode. I like it.
1: (laughs) Uh,
3: Yeah. I mean, obviously Grinch, you put this out. We wanted to talk about this uh, as a follow-up to the John Wick four debacle. Uh, I don't think, and I think I can speak for all of us here, reviews, ratings, box office, draw, awards, like those, they will not predict what you may think or not think of a movie in terms of quality. And so it's a matter of, you know, going out and assessing that yourself. Even if you're a longstanding homer for James Bond, they're going to make shit. What'd you say? They're not going to bat a thousand every time. It's not going to happen unless you're Keanu Reeves. And then everything's quality. So <laughs> it is what it is. Gentlemen, as always, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for all you listeners out there. You know what? Waste your time, waste your money. Go out and see Cocaine Bear. Go see John Wick Four. Go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. And feel free to weigh in. You can drop us a line at the Full Horseman of Despirited
1: Only one of those is a winner. <laughs>
3: John, it would be there. So it would not. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody just said something different. Uh, <laughs> drop us a line at the Full Horseman at a dot com. Tell us what you think of these movies and whether or not you agree or disagree on our viewpoint about whether uh, you know ratings, box office awards, if those are even a a accurate representation of the quality of a movie. Uh, gentlemen, as always, I do appreciate it. I love doing this with with you guys week in and week out. I can't speak. I mean, I'm I'm tongue tied because I appreciate it so much. <laughs> Uh, i wasn't gonna get choked up and yet here i am um mac matrix is still a good movie go fuck yourself i don't know what to garbage. tell you and the legend of the hostess monster is still our best episode. well i can best it I is our best. Look, i there, did listen to that while I was there is off no tweet. denying it is it, is it is our best episode <laughs> ever
1: so much goddamn fiction That's feel free to drop the a
3: review about uh the, the legend of the hostess monster we'd like to know what, what your, what's story your is. favorite story. part favorite That's part it. what's yeah. your favorite part what's your favorite story uh gentlemen i appreciate it love you guys stories
1: being the keyword.
3: And we will do this again next week. So thank you.
1: Later. Peace. Peace.
3: views, information, or opinions expressed during the A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the host or guests may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests. The content within the parameters of A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.